Oh my, is it the word now? It's so sad. It was like, <clears throat> no. We are speaking Spanish here. You know, this whole story about moving to Germany, which I never did. I'm like mentally prepared to go to South Korea and go deaf. And as a teenager, it feels like double negative. And I feel like, oh my God, I cannot talk to her. Hi, and welcome to another episode of our podcast where language enthusiasts talk about learning and stuff. It's three of us here. I'm Zoya. I'm Taya. And I'm Ksusha. In this chaotic world, we all in need of safe space to speak one's mind, laugh, and enjoy life. Because that's the only way to stay sane while zooming through chaos. So I've been recently to Spain, and when I was there, a thought crossed my mind, and I decided that we need to record the episode about that. The thought was, if moving to a foreign country will solve all your problems language-wise. So, for example, if you are learning English, if moving to States or Australia solve all your problems with your language. What's your take on that, girls? I'd like to give some background to it. Go. As... Again, we're language teachers, and I've heard so many times people telling me, if only I lived in the UK, I would speak perfect English. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I always say that, like, it's not real. No, you won't. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Because <laughs> it's difficult to move abroad for different reasons. I don't mean for us as Russians sorry but just like uprooting you know going to another country you mm-hmm. know work not work it doesn't matter it's difficult mentally physically so saying that it would solve all your problems language wise is not correct just I think people had maybe still have this idea that if you're surrounded by People who speak the language you're learning, it is better mm-hmm. than if you live in a country where people speak it, but very little or you know, not so often. But again, it's not it. I would say it helps you if you're surrounded by the language, but that's another topic. And we have already discussed it in our episode about the outside, learning outside the classroom. Check it out if you haven't. But yeah, there is definitely this prejudice. We have this label that if you move to the country, you will magically start speaking the language and start being really fluent in it. What's the story behind that, Susha? Can you tell us what happened in Spain, back in Spain? (laughs) I just want to mention that it was a solo trip for me to Spain. Was this your first trip? First trip to Spain? First, first solo trip. Solo, solo trip. Solo. Solo. Like solo, guitar solo. S-O-L-O. Yeah. Yes. I'm not sure. It doesn't count if I was going to Malta, for example, but it was for the language school because I was alone there. Not lonely, alone. Mm-hmm. That's different ones. <laughs> but I was inside the school and I had classes and stuff. I think it counts. Because you went there alone, 
and you came back alone. Because even in Spain, you went there alone, but you were surrounded by different people there. Mm -hmm. Mostly you were alone. But there is one more detail. In that language school, I also met a Russian girl. Of course. And not all the time I was speaking English and stuff. Can you name a place where you do not meet Russian people? Yeah, sure. And also, Ksusha had this schedule in a language school. So she mm -hmm, would mm -hmm. go somewhere, go to the classes. And in Spain, as far as I know, you hadn't got any plans. Like, I go there. And I yeah, go. that was really poorly prepared trip. Yes, I agree. That. Improvisation. Improvisation, yes. And I also was still working from there. So it was more like a business trip or vocation, not vacation oh my is it the word now it is it's so sad i thought that vacation is, so is the saddest word you can hear but now <laughs> i hear vacation and it makes me sad it tops everything yes it's very sad but it's another one so i was there alone i was lucky enough to meet a friend so a friend of mine Ola. hello if you're listening to that <laughs> Ola, <laughs> we adore you we don't uh, know you but we adore you <laughs> yes <laughs> Yes, and I spent three days with her, which I loved, and it was great. It was great to see her. It was great to explore the city with her and see the country through her eyes and through her point of view. But it made me think that it's two different pictures, completely different. I would say the opposite ones. When I was alone, walking around Madrid, the center of Madrid, I was surrounded by the Spanish sounds, by the people, by the culture, and I was paying attention to that. It's also important to point that out. I was paying attention to that. I came to Spain especially to practice Spanish and exactly to do that. So I was focused on that. But when I met Ole, we, first of all, we started speaking Russian, for sure. Straight away. <laughs> Straight away. And second of all, at some point, we were chatting, we were catching up with all the news that we both had. And I caught myself thinking that I'm kind of in Moscow, in Gorky Park, because <laughs> I do not pay attention to the people around. Like you never left. <laughs> yes, I didn't pay any attention to the people around, the way they speak, and... As we were in the park, it was Tiro Park, and it actually looked like Gorky Park at some point. So I was like, okay, I think I just teleported there. So it's absolutely two different options. If you are there, paying attention to the language, making effort to be present, and you're just with your friends chatting and stuff. All the people who are traveling to Egypt, I believe, or to Turkey... Do they mm -hmm. actually speak any foreign language? No. I want cucumbers on my tarelka. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. And the chances that your waiter is Russian, like, skyrockets if you're, like, somewhere in Tokyo. Or Egypt. Oh, yes, that's true. Or if not, not Russian, but they speak Russian, they understand you, maybe. So, like, you don't even need to remember cucumbers. So you're like, well, uh, this green stuff, you know. Yes, yeah, that was it. my story in Czech Republic when I went to Prague to practice Czech language. Mm -hmm. And did you? <laughs> I went no. to the first shop, you know, and there was the cashier. She was Russian. She just, from the very beginning, understood I'm a Russian. And she didn't even answer me in Czech. <laughs> mm -hmm. When I was willing to, mm -hmm. I was trying to say mm -hmm. something in Czech. Yeah, it was actually another obstacle to overcome because every time I started 
especially at the first couple of days when I didn't didn't go with the flow, I would say, because my English is still higher than Spanish and it's easier for me to talk in English. Every time I was forgetting the word or just trying to remember something, trying to construct a complex sentence, there was always this moment that I can just switch into English and it will be much easier. And I An was, easy way out. It was an easy way out, for sure. And I was making myself stick to Spanish and it was Good not easy. Thank you very much. It was not easy because all the receptionists or people in services, they started to speak in English. It was like, no, <laughs> we are speaking Spanish here. <laughs> I actually want to add to Xuxa's point. Okay, I'm going to talk about trips abroad. <laughs> I still remember those. Sorry, <laughs> it's a sore point for me. <laughs> so anyways, I remember first time I went to Finland with my friend. And she at the time had been studying Finnish for some years. And she had been to Finland before our trip so she wanted to like speak Finnish to Finnish people I was like chilling I was like you girl you go and speak your like Finnish she like I think she told me that hey is actually high in Finnish mm -hmm. and I was like very chill of them but okay fine casual you know very casual and then I remember only like asking at Starbucks there I asked for my coffee at that time i used to drink coffee there, there. oh my so like yeah it was so long ago <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> so i asked for my like i know latte maybe with uh, my god oat milk and they wrote my okay that it was not so long ago, not so long ago oat milk was, at that time yeah. already <laughs> something remained solid <laughs> milking stuff. Yeah, yeah. so and then the, i noticed that they wrote my name in a strange way because they do not have that in their mm -hmm, language mm -hmm. the first s actually close to german i guess first s if it's first letter in the word it means that so i was mm -hmm. like s o like j a i think and it's like soya <laughs> i was like okay <laughs> i'm soya i, I asked oat milk <laughs> my soya and then they named you soya well it doesn't mean that i'm sorry if i want my oat milk but okay it's just i'm blabbering here anyways a year later i went to sweden like by myself mm -hmm. and i had to speak english like I, of course i didn't speak any swedish i still don't so I had to, and they, oh my God, Scandinavian people, if somebody from Scandinavia listens to me, like, guys, you're amazing because they speak perfect <laughs> English. For me, it's even like somewhere at small shops and cafes, maybe it's only Stockholm, I was only there. Anyways, they speak perfect English and I was able to practice my English in <laughs> Sweden. But again, <laughs> more because I was alone. I didn't have any choice. But when I was with my friend in Finland, she spoke Finnish for the both of us. And maybe mm -hmm. sometimes when she was like at a loss for words or like didn't know how to phrase it, I was like, okay, I'll ask it in English. And they were also like cool and answering to us. So if you go alone, but again, we're not encouraging people to move <laughs> abroad without your partner's family or like whatever, like go alone to learn a language. No, but just consider maybe a short trip somewhere like a week or so alone and it's gonna give you more first you might be shy believe me I've oh you there. you will or maybe it's just me no no maybe some people again yeah some people might be so extroverted they do not feel shy at all 
I know. I think Ty might be this way, actually. Like, Ty, do you remember your trips to Germany? Maybe you weren't shy <laughs> when you first, like, arrived and had to speak German over you. Well, you know my story when I first started, like, speaking German from the Facebook. The one with your... I don't remember. It was like, I don't know. It... Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, but then when you studied it for some time. and Yeah, you, when you already it. acquired some levels of knowledge. Yeah, actually, there was one point when I started even speaking German without my accent. Like, it was that language school, like a mm-hmm. summer camp for mm-hmm. different foreigners who come to Germany and they just have classes, German classes and some uh, excursions and so on. And at that point, I was already at C1 level, almost. Mm-hmm. You, you came prepared. Yeah. <laughs> but I I was really shy, actually. I was really shy because since my last time in Germany, I've never been to, no, not never, I didn't go to Germany for like 10 years. And then I went mm-hmm. to Germany at C1 level already, at mm-hmm. least. Yeah, it's oh. quite a drastic change between yeah. one phrase from the phrase book or C1. And we do not encourage you to spend 10 years learning a language <laughs> and then going abroad to speak it. Sorry. Please do not. <laughs> I think Thai was at school. This is why it was like 10 yeah, years. Yeah, I learned it right? at school mm-hmm. and at some other courses. You know, this whole story about moving to Germany which I never did. Listen to our first episode. <laughs> this is like the best thing I heard, with, which I never did. Well, I went Bad, to Germany for a trip, like a language school. It's a great, it's the most wonderful experience in my life. When I was at the language school in Germany, then also was at the language school in Czech Republic, I communicated with many foreigners. And that gave me the chance to practice all the languages I speak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and So how did you feel? Like, Did you feel shy at first when you had to speak German or Czech? Yes, I was a bit shy. But not for long. I, like, I feel like you might be the most extroverted out of three, out of, of, three of us. Thank you. Yes. No? <laughs> oh, it's a compliment again. <laughs> no, I meant it. I meant it as a compliment. I'm joking. Yeah, because you feel... First of all, when you have C1, you might be shy, but then still you have C1, right? In English or German? In any language, it doesn't matter. Like when you just... You may be shy because you still have this... Kinds of a lot of gaps in your language, right? I was thinking not about the gaps, but you just feel like, am I really C1? And then you start to understand that communication is clear, everybody understands everything, and you kind of get um, the feeling that you mm-hmm. actually have C1 and you actually can do that, and you feel not as shy as you felt a couple of days ago. Oh, at least it worked for me. Yeah, because you have no other choice. Oh. Yeah, you mm-hmm. communicate mm-hmm. with the native speakers. They don't speak mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. language, your mother tongue. They don't mm-hmm. speak probably English. And that's mm-hmm. the best thing. Oh, that's good when people don't speak yeah. English. It's it's amazing. <laughs> it is good, yes. <laughs> because, no, I mean, because when I studied in Germany for like one month, but also I was with my friends, so we spoke Russian, of course. And then we had um, people in our group who like became friends for some time and they all spoke English. So we spoke English with them. So German was like forgotten besides our classes there. 
unfortunately. Now I understand the mistake. Now I'm like wiser and older. But then it was like, oh, fun. They speak English. They speak English. And of course, English was, well, I spoke better English than so still do so yeah when you say like you go to the country and like try to speak the language you you came there to speak right it's difficult so i believe your story and kind of my story but i think mine in a smaller way shows that if you are not moving to the country but if you are visiting the country to a language camp it's a good idea it will actually boost your level and it's one of the best ideas Yes, mm-hmm. because you will be exposed to the language and you will have no other choice <laughs> than to practice it. Yeah. Yes, in this case, it's a good idea. I actually know a couple of examples. When people moved to another country without speaking the language, like at all. I know people who moved to Argentina without speaking Spanish mm-hmm. and barely speaking English. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, with all my skills, like... <laughs> Seriously? That's how brave they are. It, exactly. It's what I wanted to mention. They are very brave people because as for me, as I'm thinking only of like going to live somewhere abroad for like a month or like three months or maybe half a year, I'm like, I need to learn the language of the country because how am <laughs> I going to survive there? And these people, they're like, no, it's fine. Like, yeah. They chill about that. And I, I believe for us, it's a bit of a professional deformation. Professional deformation. So, yeah, you had a couple of examples. You said that of the people who moved there, are they okay? They're fine, but it's been like several weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's early. But I notice again, I don't know them like personally, yeah. but they are experiencing some problems, but not with communication. Well, okay, I'm going to tell a story. I'm, I don't think they're going to listen to us. I'm not saying anything bad. Anyways, they live in a flat mm-hmm. and their neighbors mm, might be Argentinian or I think some kind of Spanish speaking people because they're very loud stereotypes they actually recorded a video of people being very loud and they're like this is our neighbors and it's like happening from 7 a.m till like midday and they're like very loud and we don't know is it like a country thing is it okay for, for this culture. Not, like not complaining about it yeah or it's like should we do something about it because it's annoying and it's disrupting or something and mm-hmm. i was like if they are argentinian you can't do anything about it so some problem i think more like cultural maybe not language but again as they do not speak the language they can't even like go there and like hi um <laughs> the point is if you go to a foreign country uh, doesn't matter if you have moved there or you're just visiting. Uh, <laughs> you're just going to have to deal with some things because something always goes wrong, like either with your flat, like you take the wrong bus somewhere mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. like in cafe, they brought you meat and you don't eat meat. Like it happens. Some shortcomings. Yeah. And it's good if you know the language of the country you're in to try and deal with people, mm-hmm. with situations. Yeah. This is, I think, what we're trying to get to. Yes, that will help you. And if you're moving or just visiting the country, it does not equal that you start speaking there. Um, what do you mean by start speaking? You start, like, you will learn English, yes. any language, faster, better, stronger. No. 
unfortunately. It's not the same. You mm-hmm. need to make effort to do that. Mm-hmm. You need to keep that in mind. Because I know a couple of people, some people, not a couple, actually a bit more, that are moving to another country or spending, I don't know, winter, for example, in Bali. And they do not change their everyday life, their routine. And the only difference that they have is actually just going to a cafe and saying, I will have an avocado toast. Mm-hmm. Or just avocado toast without the whole sentence. Or just mm-hmm. this, please. <laughs> Do. Yes, yeah, and it. just pointing at the menu like, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes, yes. And they are still working the same language they have. Mm-hmm. They are still talking with the loved ones they came with. They are still watching YouTube on their mother tongue. And Mm -hmm. nothing actually changes. And in Mm -hmm. this case, in this scenario, the language will not improve. Actually, the thing I think I need to say, if I haven't said before, if you think that moving somewhere is going to solve your problems language-wise, you need to make it your goal. If you Mm -hmm. go to a country, okay, you move there maybe for work or for life. I don't know. It doesn't matter for pleasure. But you have this goal, like, I'm going to do anything to make the language i'm learning better yes it's gonna work but if you just go there and you're like i just want to live in this country i don't need like to learn this language they're speaking here i'm fine Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. a lot of russian people are now in serbia and some of them learn serbian because it's close to russia it's not that difficult Mm -hmm. but at the same time i know people who are like i don't need serbian I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I know English. They, some of them, some Serbian people, I mean, speak English. Fine. Some of them speak Russian, even better. But, like, do I need Serbian? I know people who learned it to some degree, and they're like, okay, I just feel better if I know the language. Again, good for them for making an effort. But they wanted to do it. But if you just go to this country, for, I don't know, to Egypt, and, like, will you learn the language they speak there? I don't think so, unless you really need it somewhere. Right? Yeah, to, to Egypt, it's a bit different one because Egypt is just usually some lazy beach holiday and you're mm-hmm. not interested in the language or whatever it But is. who knows? No, wait, wait. I know a YouTuber, not personally, but like mm-hmm. I, I follow her and she's amazing. And her friend is, oh my God, she's from some country where they speak Arabic. Mm-hmm. And she started learning to just be closer to her, I guess. She's mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. interested in the culture, I don't know. And she went to, again, Egypt, if I'm not mistaken. I think she went to Egypt or somewhere. And she spoke it there. She learned some and she spoke it there because she had this connection. And Yeah, it was her goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, it was her goal to learn it and go to the country to practice it. The mm-hmm. same way she went to Greece... She loved the language. She lo- she like went back to her home. She mm-hmm. learned some Greek and she went back to Greece and practiced there. But she is mm-hmm. a language enthusiast. I guess she is even like the <laughs> biggest one I know. Have you ever experienced that you visited a country or moved for some short time to another country and did not practice any language of this country? Maybe I'm the, the only one who had this moving experience from us because I've already moved to Russia Mm -hmm, from mm -hmm. Uzbekistan. Mm -hmm, Still, mm -hmm. Russian is my mother tongue. And I had only this mental or psychological thing that bothered me at that time, shortly after moving, because I was completely foreign here. 
as a teenager, and as a teenager, it feels like double negative. For in here, here it's Uzbekistan, or here it's Russia. Here in Russia, Russia after moving from Uzbekistan, mm-hmm. shortly after moving, mm-hmm. I felt really hard to uh, get into this culture because even if I speak Russian as a mother tongue, I still had this gap, cultural gap. And mm-hmm. as a teenager, I felt really depressed, maybe, because mm-hmm. all of the teenagers, all my classmates, they went like, oh, have you got a profile on Contactil, VK, as it is now? <laughs> and I was like, sure, even if I didn't have a, any idea, what, what the idea. slightest mm-hmm. idea of what, what it, it is. is. And I tried to mm. be another person. And that was sad because... You know, now I appreciate it and now I'm wise enough to see it as it was. But still, you know, that was a hard feeling to be a foreigner in Mm -hmm. another country. If I were to move to Germany, maybe it would make more feelings about being a foreigner. But It's a bit different one because it's still cultural. And if we are... My question was more about the language point. Oh, so, sorry. <laughs> because in Uzbekistan... No, it's totally fine. In Uzbekistan, you were still speaking Russian. Yeah. And in Russia, you were still speaking right. Russian. So you didn't have to change the language. But for you, the cultural aspect acquired, mm-hmm. right? Because you were not that clued up. But still valid because the language and culture are connected. I also wanted to sure. mention that if you want to go somewhere, again, doesn't matter if for moving or for just visiting, uh, mm-hmm. it's good if you have some kind of background, if not, if you're not C1 or something, but at mm-hmm. least try to learn something and watch some films, watch some videos about the culture. Because when I was learning Spanish with Susha, I mm-hmm. found out that Spanish people love uh, to eat their dinner very late. Mm-hmm. So I guess if like I went to Spain and the dinner is very late, I wouldn't be so confused. Like, mm-hmm. why is it so late? So again, it's very... It's closely connected. Yeah, so do something for it. If not, just learn language to be advanced and then go. Just learn something and it's going to be easier for you. Like, for example, if I go to Argentina, I'm not going to be surprised that they're very loud. <laughs> very loud everywhere and that for example in asia they're loud too i actually i'll ask several several people who went to asia who have been to asian countries and they said yeah very loud like vietnam korea south korea china like japan i guess as well or china oh my god yes very loud so like i'm like mentally prepared <laughs> to go to south korea and go deaf <laughs> yes it's actually about a cultural shock i guess more and maybe we should talk about this in a separate episode. I oh, okay. It be a sure. good one. If we have enough information, then yeah. I only shared my moving experience, how it feels like, you know. Maybe mm-hmm. it double backfires you if it, com- if it comes to a language problem. I don't know yeah, how they feel, yes. people who just move to another country without speaking the language. It mm-hmm. must be very difficult psychologically yes devastating yeah i do believe that and i really understand them why they stick to their to their mother tongue because it's the only thing they can be good at maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> and feel comfortable yes yes to feel comfortable. yes it's kind of like your comfort zone I guess, mm-hmm. like your safe space, not comfort zone. Mm-hmm. It's a coping mechanism for sure. Coping yeah. mechanism for sure. I actually experienced that myself. So. so we're not saying it's bad 
to stick to your own language. It's not. It's not, but it's good if you can just register it. Mm-hmm. That, oh, okay, it's easier for me to speak English, but actually I came here to speak, I know, Chinese, for example, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just register it. Maybe, okay, be in that comfort zone for some time, give yourself a break, but then try to move to your real goal that, okay, I'm here. I might as well practice Chinese if I'm mm-hmm. here, you know. Do not miss opportunities because, again, guys, nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow. So if you have a chance to be abroad and speak any foreign language do it yeah it all boils down to that desire again Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. if it's not for you do your own Uh, exactly yeah i firsthand experienced this shyness and kind of feeling really introverted but i had a goal and i ventured out of my comfort zone to meet this goal like i was walking in the center of madrid and i saw a tour guide were promoting the excursions and I was like oh my god I cannot talk to her I feel so shy and stuff it's like okay if I don't come to her and don't start speaking I will not get the excursion and I really want the excursion so that's the only way so I had to overcome that somehow good for you thank you (laughs) (laughs) I believe that it's sure a bunch of factors and we cannot break it down to component part right now all the small, teeny, tiny details, why people stick to their routine or why people venture <laughs> out. <laughs> we can ask Andrew Huberman. He has oh, yes. all the he, answers. <laughs> he has all the answers. That's true. Yes. Another shout out. We're here. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that it all boils down to why you're doing that. I think we can agree that asking yourself questions and uh, uncomfortable questions pays off in the end. You're gonna like you might feel bad for them. Well, why am I doing it? Why am I doing it to my daughter? Whine, whine, complain, like cry, I don't know, something. But then, then the answer is gonna come to you. And this is very psychological of me, right? It's, yes, it's not this it podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's the wrong podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not that I have another one, but still. So, answering our first question is moving to the country. Going to solve all your problems language wise? Yes. It might. It may. It might, okay. yes. <laughs> but only in the case when you make up effort to practice and you do that, you jump into that pool of language and cautiously. Drown. <laughs> Please do not drown. <laughs> <laughs> At first, but then you're gonna resurrect. Oh, what's the word? I always forget it. <laughs> yes. So if you just move and change the surroundings, but do not change anything in your life, probably it won't. So guys, make an effort. Do your best. I know. Seize any opportunity to improve your language skills and if you don't have the opportunity to travel just yet you can always surround yourself at home we have some tips on that in our Mm -hmm. episode which one (laughs) do you remember the number or the name Uh, can you remind me of that the third i believe that i believe the third or the fourth the name is the outside it's a trick you need to go to our youtube channel and check (laughs) you guys do it yes check our youtube channel check our telegram channel and thank you very much for listening to our podcast one more time thank you guys see you thank you Bye. bye